So we had to go up and accept this award. And Quirky grabbed the microphone, and he, there's hundreds of people there. And he goes, now that we're all here, I'd finally like to get this off my chest. And I was just like, oh, my God, he's going to fucking own up to it. Yeah. And he goes, Hamo did it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Hello, welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming-of-age tales. we got a very special guest today, a returning legend, pretty fresh off a Best Newcomer nomination for Melbourne International Comedy Festival. It's Andrew Hamilton. How are hey. you, mate? Good to be here, boys. Hey, I actually looked up how long ago it was that we did our last pod. It was almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. One-year hey. anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> Getting ammo on the pod. And what better way to celebrate it than having you back on <laughs> to talk about one of the greatest towns in this great state yeah so this is a big one bathurst is a huge place and so hammer what's your history with bathurst when were you there what were you doing i spent three years in bathurst at charles Sturt university um, okay. between the ages of 21 and 24 and i had an amazing time <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I lived on campus in a place called towers which i i mean i don't know if this is i've never fact checked this but the rumor was that at one time it won an architectural award for being like the most people crammed into like a tiny space. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Up against Bangladesh. It's an architectural <laughs> award for bad space. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the Razzies for architecture. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so it's what? It's like just a big fucking tower with every student. So uh, it had these kind of, it was like a complex of these two giant brick buildings that were called Heath and Cottrell were their names. Yep. And then, man, I honestly, now that like I think back on it, like your my room was smaller than a prison cell, which I already <laughs> also know about. Yeah. <laughs> Last got acquainted with one of those later. <laughs> right? So you get sent to the clink and you're like, it's pretty spacey actually. <laughs> Not too bad. Well, this isn't winning any architectural <laughs> awards. Stainless, stainless silver toilet, uh, you know, <laughs> nice trim. Um, yeah, so you were on camp. And so, because you, you're from, you're born in Sydney, right? You're Sydney Grew up boy. in Sydney, yeah. So, so on campus and was it like... This is like reverse, like... Country mouse in the big city. Yeah, like it's the city yeah, boy yeah. out in the country. I had I had mates already at uni there, and I was getting in a bit of trouble with the law in Sydney. Um, <laughs> just just stupid dumb shit when I was like in my early twenties, and I was just like, I need to go somewhere and have a fresh start. Yeah, and so my mates were like, Dude, come. Darwin's to too far away. <laughs> 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 just like yeah, it's just like a little teaser for <laughs> the Darwin escape, <laughs> the Bathurst right? little, little weekend away sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, it was much easier to pitch to my parents. Like I'm just going three hours west, so. I applied for a um, um, applied to study there. I got into studying communications and public relations, and then yeah, I moved there thinking like, "Fuck, what is this going to be like? Is it just going to be a whole bunch of country people?" And and I, it ended up being mostly a lot of people from Sydney that just yeah, went right. there to study. Mm. So yeah, I remember and that's yeah. a bit of a late start as well. So you're 21 when you're. A Right, a freshie, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'd studied. I'd done a couple. Of, I did like a year at Sydney University and was just a shit student. So I got. I passed a couple of course um, subjects, but at that point, I wasn't ready to study. So yeah. I just went into like a full time job for a couple of years. But um, luckily, that the the subjects which I'd completed when I was at Sydney Uni carried over to some of them 
were transferable. Yep. So it meant like the first year and a half, I only had to study like a 60% workload. So I had so much more time to just... That's a perfect like party. Now I can yeah. be now I can be bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So were you like was it is it Van Wilder style? Were you like throwing parties or were you just a- attending? Not throwing parties, but I I honestly think that if you were trying to picture like frat parties in America, that's what going to a regional university and living on campus is like. It's yeah. just Mm-mm. booze and sex and partying all the time. I don't and know if you heard this, Hamo, but this is uh, Charles State University obviously has multiple campuses across Australia. And they got in a lot of trouble uh, for their Walgut campus. Uh, mm. for, for a famous rager called the Politically Incorrect Party, where a bunch wow. of people got papped dressing up as the Ku Klux Klan, Hitler, Holocaust survivors, and blackface. <laughs> and it caused global <laughs> outrage. <laughs> the Mount Rushmore of the appropriate yeah, outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to take this moment to distance myself from the, the Wagga campus. <laughs> yeah. We never liked those They're guys. Wild, those Wagga guys. <laughs> the university issued punishments two weeks after students dressed in the outfits, the man in blackface holding a basket of cotton for a June 14 party in its campus at Wagga Wagga. They posted photographs which were shared online on Instagram and Facebook, which the stupidest fucking thing ever. 2014, I think. So way... Like you can't get away with. No, it was the time. Oh, no, am I reading that right? <laughs> I mean, no, might I have felt. been. It might have been a bit earlier than that. But but Instagram and Facebook, like yeah. at that point, like it's late 2000s yeah, at the yeah, very yeah. least. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah, so they that shared photo it on a fu- on a smartphone. It's too late, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. not even part. I mean, yeah. there's one of like literally a guy dressed as Hitler, and then three dudes like below him kneeling in striped pajamas. Christ so this is just we're going to be as offensive as possible to be funny. The whole idea was that the party was come as the most politically incorrect oh, thing. Oh, I see. But it's like, right. imagine getting that invitation. I'd just be like, man, South Park. Like, I, I was <laughs> like, I don't want to get in any trouble. Like, I'm going as Cartman. Eat my shorts. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> I'm spray painting El Bato on the... But that's like... Well, it's like, what would you go as, Hammo, if someone said politically incorrect oh. party? I, I remember I had for my 21st, it was on um, a Friday the 13th. And yeah. so we had, I had a, like a, I don't think it was, I don't think it was polit- politically incorrect was the theme, but it was something like that. Um, what was the theme of my birthday party? But everyone came dressed as most fucked up thing they could come as, right? Yeah. And so we had, um, maybe it was something to do with like what, things that kill you, right? Yeah. And so we had, um, Someone came as a cigarette. Someone came as a blue Mitsubishi pinger. Yeah. And then one guy came as a terrorist and he had uh, flares strapped to him. And when we were like, when we were fucked up at like 4 a.m., he set off the flares. They were real flares. He'd been walking around in a pub the whole night with these things on. That's so (laughs) fucking sick. I think I might tell this story, but my mate, um, Waddy, one of my good mates from Newey, he went to a party once as the Twin Towers, him and his mate dressed as a tower reach, and they ran around, and then there was another guy who turned up as a terrorist. <laughs> and so then they literally kept reenacting that guy running into them. <laughs> 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 and then, like, stamping, stomping on them. And he was like... Look, this was obviously post nine. Like, put, put the timing of it, but it was probably like. Yeah, it was it was the FBI would be looking into you. I'd be like, yeah, "Are you friends with George Bush?" <laughs> and they just turn up as the Twin Towers because they like architecture in New York. And, but, um, but then, uh, but it wasn't like two years ago. So it was like twenty twenty two oh six or something like that. And um, 
And but he was like, at no point did anyone think this was controversial. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, no yeah, one yeah. was side eyeing us. And it's only now we're like, holy fuck, that was pretty <laughs> fucking yeah, edgy, right? But yeah. Um, yeah, I think that would honestly be uh, to answer your question that I would, if I had to be controversial, I would do something like that. Controversial to a country, not a not yeah. a type of person. You know what I mean? Because that would ruffle feathers. But I feel so like- I don't even know, like, because you couldn't even really be controversial to like a person these days. I think, no. like, unless you can't. Was- do, can't, you can't you can't anything. say anything. <laughs> <laughs> you can't dress as anything anymore. Uh, it depends on the person, right? Yeah. But like, it's, there's yeah. almost yeah. an impossible way to like to impress everyone how controversial is without actually fucking cancel. You know, being crook, yeah. right? Yeah. There's almost no way to do that. We'd have to make fun of someone like um, you know, fucking Weinstein or somebody that everyone mm. just universally hates. You could dress as I reckon. You could dress as the Queen dead. Yeah, the yeah. queen with with uh, de- devil horns or something. You know what I mean? Like stir yeah. up a country. Oh, look at her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> devil. I don't know. Come on, Republican. Man. <laughs> All that's fine, but you wear any party outfit with a swastika on it, and then like that's yeah. just going to come back to haunt you. That's, like, that's what you can do, right? like because. Um, Prince Harry, Prince Harry did dressed it. as a Nazi at that time. Oh, so dressed as Prince you, you Harry. You dressed as Prince Harry as, as a Nazi. Nazi. Yeah. yeah. And didn't our former premier... Um, Don Perrottet. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. photo never but came out. But that photo never came out, yeah. It was just hinted at. Yeah, okay. And he clearly, like, put that fire out pretty quick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But that's, what, so did, you, did you have any, uh, like, theme parties when you were there? We like? had so many theme parties, but they weren't that one. But they also <laughs> were very problematic. They were always, like... Um, Pimps and hoes, yeah, right? That's that was the first one I thought of. I was like, maybe um, you can't do pimps and hoes I don't hoes think you anymore. do pimps and hoes anymore. Oh. Um, sporting pros and tennis hoes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always hoes. It was the always, women have to be hoes. The chicks had to be dressed as like but wearing lingerie. <laughs> yeah. So are the tennis hoes amateurs? <laughs> <laughs> it was like any idea that it involves the women dressing in lingerie yeah. in public was yeah. like, yeah, that seems like a good idea. What, yeah. what, what have we got, boys? <laughs> it's yeah. politically incorrect and hot chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, and so, they were just like sanctioned by the because you're staying at campus, and they they were just like turn a blind eye. You guys do whatever you want. Or was they didn't a- give a shit. Yeah, we were just it would be at the uni bar every every week. There was a different themed party. Mm. Was uh, there was there shit like was there any tension in the town with like townies v students? There was. Uh, I mean, there wasn't tension between the. You you think maybe there was different. Um, well, there was a little bit of rivalry between the different accommodations. So I was in towers, and there was ones called like diggings, and there was another one. I can't even remember all the names of them, but there was a little bit of like rivalry between them. Right. But then when you went down to um, like out to the bars in Bathurst, there was a little bit of tension um, then and a bit of resentment from like guys that grew up and worked in the area. Um, and they'd be tough fucking country boys too. That. Yeah. And I'd always tr- like, so it was always good to be out with other uni students because if you're at a pub on your own, they might try and fight you. Yeah. Right. Mm. Um, but then, you know, some of those guys would be also trying to get into the uni bar to try and pick up on, you know, <laughs> yeah. sporting pros and tennis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah exactly. Like, Which way do you want it, mate? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah Hammer walks into some pub and he's like, oh, these locals are staring at me, but he's dressed as Hitler. You know? <laughs> 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 he's like, oh, these guys don't like it. <laughs> these townies. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I remember me walking from like some. Um, um, communal area in the middle of Bathurst and it was like three townies mouthing off of me and I was mouthing off back at them and I kept walking like luring them closer to the uni like to the the bar where all the uni students were at come on boys you want to go on, just a bit further this way <laughs> three townies versus 75 media and communication students my money's still on the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so were you a good student though or were you just mucking up Mason? Oh, not really I wasn't a great student I, but I remember 
the first week when you get there, there's something um, called like O-Week. So the first week on campus is before uni kicks off and it's before the rest of the people that live uh, in towers and the other residences arrive, just so you can get to know the new kids. Yep. And so that was fun and that was very boozy. And I remember sitting with some guys that I made friends with instantly and we decided to do like a centurion. So we're doing like a hundred, a oh, hundred yes. shots of beer in a hundred yeah. minutes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, which dude. like never works. Well, by the time you get to like it's, 90, it's way harder you think, than it Yeah. You think it's going to be easy. I did it once and I fucking projectile vomited all over my like, backyard. 10 minutes in, you think that you're really good at it too. Yes. Yeah. So you're just like, wow, I don't understand what the fuss is about. <laughs> by about yeah. 70, you're like, yeah. fuck this. And There's it starts really the churning. There's something this. about it. There must be a way to do it. Cause it's not, and it's all like a huge amount of beer, really, when you add it up. But the, it's the foaminess of the mm. shot. Yeah, that, that I think it's ten beers, but it's also that it's in a hundred minutes. Like, yeah. if you drink six beers mm, in an hour, okay, you feel it much Dude, more than across a night. Yeah, you're like, fucked. Yeah, but people throw like I did it once. I didn't finish it, but I was the last one mm. out of like three mates. But the other two. Th- like just hurled yeah, at like yeah. 20 minutes. I've 20 done the shots. shorter version as well, Power Hour, where it's just a shot. <laughs> <laughs> shot like every single minute. <laughs> it's like, the Centurion's too long. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we got to figure out everyone, a better way everyone to Everyone knows the problem is the length. <laughs> For a man who's in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, but the Centurion's great because you put on a game of soccer, uh, a Premier League game, you do one shot a minute and then you're 10 and a half time. And it's yeah. 90 plus 10 is 100. Mm. Also, so I think the main problem with Centurion is like you are doing the shot a minute, but you get bored and end up having a bottle of beer and drinking it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe you do. Jamie's oh. problems with a Centurion are <laughs> not mean? enough beer drinking <laughs> and it takes too long. No, man. I was good with the one shot a minute, eh? <laughs> no, you always end up drinking the beer. Every minute. <laughs> Can you not but wait it's like one? if you play beer pong, you drink a beer the yeah, whole time too. Like. <laughs> oh, <it's so> <laughs> you know the problem with Centurion. I would have thought I would have got a widespread agreement on no, that you one. Maybe you want to drink a water or something. But, but no, you so you're seriously like, okay, we stick to the rules. We don't. I, I'm not having a cheeky side beer like <laughs> not have a side beer. Beer. just said it's 10 beers in an hour and a half and yeah, but, like, but you're not literally drinking it you're drinking but, it timed in shot form but i could appreciate like just because it's easy for the first half an hour things are going to get very hard there's no need yeah. to make it harder by no. side, doing side quests exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. i'm a platinum trophy kind of guy it's like first 10 minutes in a marathon james on push-ups because he's bored <laughs> too easy <laughs> yeah he's doing chin-ups on a tree on the way, <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is taking too long. Yeah, uh, can't do it, Chin. I know. I just, yeah, but it's your version of that. <laughs> well, I'm on my knees. <laughs> no, no, drinking. No yeah. wonder you're only doing the power hour. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just don't. Uh, yeah, I would have thought you guys would be completely. No, like yeah. you said, I, no one's. Done. Have you guys finished it when you did? I it? finished it and I immediately projectile vomited. I finished. Right similar. I finished the power hour and I was a little fucky, but those uh, <laughs> the traveler side beers helped me along. Um, so we got we got so pissed by the end of this uh, centurion that we went on like a nudie run around towers, yes. and one of the guys like ran through like a door that had like glass panes, and he and he broke the glass and he stood at it and so he like cut his foot. There was blood everywhere, and so this was not a great. This was like our first night in towers, <laughs> yeah. and so we got summoned to see like the head of residences on like our second day there. And this was not a great start, but we went to meet this, the head of residences who was this kind of like scary lady named Viv. And (laughs) great name. we went in there, the three of us quite sheepishly. And, um, she was like, well, you're all idiots. And what were you doing? And, um, 
I, you know, when you like go to high school and you used to have female teachers and you like be a bit of a smartass and charming and you get away with it, mm. and so you think like in my head this is all going to work still, <laughs> and I'm in there like, listen, Viv, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> Viv, darling, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely tore me apart, and so. <laughs> There was a <laughs> Okay toots Viv <laughs> Baby Viv <laughs> Sweetheart nah, Listen, listen. So, so Have I, you thought about Dressing as a hoe Viv <laughs> got a party on next week So I made a mistake Because there's a tradition uh, With the rugby team Every year That in the middle of winter They do a thing Called the Mount Pan Run Where you get summoned On a night You don't know which it is To go to the top Of Mount Panorama and all the new first year fresher rugby guys have to stand and say like the um, war cry like of the the team team song, mm-hmm. and then you have to run down the mountain and you can either wear underwear or shoes and it's <laughs> bare for, and you're completely naked other than that yeah. and so everyone chooses shoes yeah. right and so you have to run down the mountain using all the other naked dudes as a human shield <laughs> while you get chased by guys in utes throwing eggs at you. <laughs> oh my god! Right. Oh, and they've got like pig hunting lights because they're all from the bush and yeah. it's like fucked. So I thought it'd be a good idea to make the point to Viv because she was giving us like a, a, it was called a level one, like a first warning. You only get one and then the second one you're out um, for doing this nudie run. And I, I thought it'd be a good idea to be like, look, the uni basically endorses the Mount Pan run. And so what's the big deal about a couple of guys running around the uni naked on one mm-hmm. night? And she did not like that argument. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, how dare you? And like, so when we walked out of there, the guys were like, why did you even say that? <laughs> in, my, in my head, I was like, yeah. this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, she's hardly even like, mm, you got a point there, actually. <laughs> yeah. the uni does now endorse I don't understand the, the Mount Pan run. Like, So who's the beneficiary there? The rugby guys are chasing... Other rugby guys, right? Like a, like oh, like a, a, it's, a, it's just, just first, like, yeah, yeah it's, it's hazing. It's a, yeah, first, yeah. it's a hazing for the first year guys. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the idea is that you have such a horrible time, but next year you get to do it to someone else, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And so I did it and it was horrible. And the you, had to wear, you have to wear goggles because a guy a couple of years before me was starting to be a paramedic and he got hit with an egg in the eye and it blinded him and then he wasn't able to be a paramedic and he oh, had to change geez. degrees. Fuck. So now they make you wear they made you wear So goggles. the uni do like like sign it off. So really your well, argument they, well, to Viv I mean, is they turn, right. blind, they turn a blind eye to it. Yeah, right? well so did he. <laughs> Surely he could have sued the campus um, as well, right? Yeah, like, well, that's the, you can sue them if they know about this shit and they allow it. Whereas if they just plausibly deny it, well, if they're plausibly denying it and then handing out safety, yeah, oh, it's, not, it's not the flyer for the uni. Like. Yeah, but if they're like, okay, you have to do goggles this year, and then someone like trips and you know snaps their neck, I then it, then they're like, well, you knew about it and you said it's cool. And I think it was Viv that threw the egg. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of an arm on Viv. <laughs> 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 you idiot! <laughs> I, I do. Oh, sorry. Jordan. I was just gonna say, like you brought up Mount Panorama, and that is mm. Bathurst's. Like that is the most famous thing in Bathurst is the big fucking race. It's right? iconic. Yeah. yeah. That's what so I did you go? And, yeah. You ever I, go watch? I, I did go, saying. and it's so much fun um, to visit for a little while. You would want to spend all day there because. Um, Motorsport fans are fun to hang out with individually, but when they're (laughs) in a collective Mm. on a hill drinking all day, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but they become a little bit misogynistic. (laughs) Some colourful words. Oh, I've been to some of that. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what it's like. So when you actually go through the checkpoint at the bottom of the mountain to go up there, right, they cops check your car. 
because there's a limit of one case of beer per person <laughs> per day. Per this person. Like and so we had so yeah, we, it's an hour of power and a couple <laughs> of <laughs> So we had three we had three of us sorry, four of us in the car and uh, the police checked the boot and there was two cases of beer. Right. And then the cops go you know you've only got two cases. <laughs> you can get two more. Like they seem like we were the. They're like, selling oh, all the side. <laughs> Give you an infringement notice. For being a fucking what pussy. are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but that's not enough. Some guys will go to Mount Panorama weeks before the race starts uh, to go up to the like top of the mountain and, and dig holes and bury bottles of Bundy <laughs> Rum. Ah, yeah. right? They'll actually bury hell. booze because that the, the rule the rule is and still not enough for some of these. So guys. they're not selling beer up there. It's literally just just no. free for all. Uh, you know what I mean? No, it's not like no, you, you kind of no set up like camping chairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just more yeah, like camping right. than yeah. some it's sort all, of thing. It's all BYO up the top of the mountain. Because people, I think the big thing is that Mount Panorama, everyone knows about, but it's not a racetrack. It's a street, right? Like it's not, it's a regular street. It's not like a racetrack that you have to go into, right? It's, it, it, uh, it is a racetrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess what I mean is so outside, like, of, outside of Bathurst 1000, you yeah. can drive on it to go around. Oh, this. absolutely. Yeah, yeah I did yeah. it recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, so a lot of people, like, the, there was a lot of articles I found of guys who I think thought, so, you know, basically, they think they're in Bathurst 1000. Do you know what I mean? But they're just a pro, they just got their own car. So there was a guy, uh, 2021, um, who was just scooting around there. He was just flying, flying around 120 k's an hour. And it's like a 60k street normally right yeah yep. and he's doing 120 and the dry and the cop stopped him he's like i thought it was a racetrack like i, I just seriously thought this was i was just having a bit of a test drive <laughs> and it's like there's fucking houses and shit on the side of the road and so he got a um, $2,500 fine 45 k's over the limit so it's an 80k 80k zone right another guy um no a ford was caught driving a ford falcon no registration plates on the incorrect side of the road down the straight, he was doing 125 k's an hour in an unregistered car. Um, he had also last week been caught drink driving and was a suspended driver. Um, and uh, the, the cops pulled him over and said, "What were you doing?" He said, "I was just doing a reenactment." Uh, <laughs> and then this this guy, look, check out this guy. This wasn't on Mount Panorama, but it's around the area. This dude was detected, 23 year old bloke. He was he was caught going 200 k's an hour in a fucking school zone <laughs> 160 on k's the, over on the limit. track or just off no the so that, like, he was flying around that yeah. track but then he kept going oh, down and went through and they caught him in a school zone and he was okay. doing 160 k's over the limit fuck um nice. so he was yeah 200 k's an hour it's, and the school it was a school, active school zone right like it was like the kids were like mulling around uh, and uh, the cops pulled him over. I, I get it when it's on the track, but like once you're off it, that's just insane <laughs> behaviour. I, I was in Bathurst oh, five or six weeks ago um, for a gig, and I was there, and Pat Glampo was with me, and mm. I asked him if he wanted to go for a lap around Mount Panorama, and he thought I was asking him to go hiking. <laughs> 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 and then we, I got, it was like started walking towards my car, and he was like, oh, we're going in the car, are we? So I was like, yeah, mate. And so we, we went onto the track, and look, I'm not going to judge these guys because once you're on the track, it is hard to not want to go fast. Oh, yeah, right? Right. The I spirit mean, of the race yeah. gets in. Yeah. So I probably went a little bit fast. <laughs> I went a little bit over 80. I didn't, I didn't go 140 or anything. But there are times when, you, when you're coming down You it, can hurt it, really? The road feels so – the track feels so good on the car. Yeah. Well, it would like be the like the condition of that road would be incredible, it right? Because the council mm. would put oh. so much money into it. The grip on the road, yeah. <laughs> like, Paddy G love it. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were having a great time. <laughs> we're just like brainstorming gags. As I'm like, going, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You're in corners. laughs> I love this guy. The last guy uh, was uh, a cops pulled over a black um, HSV utility. He was doing 164 k's just off Mount Panorama again. Um, but basically, he was like hooning around, and then they caught him a bit further around. Um, but when the cops pulled him over, they noticed on his dashboard, there was a cutout, a little small cutout on his dashboard, um, a small rectangular shape on the front and, the, and facing the front windscreen. And the cops formed the suspicion that the vehicle contained a prohibited radar detector, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it wasn't there. So the cops asked the guy, did he have any knowledge of a radar detector? And he said, no, nope, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, police uh checked um that the driver had already had like a firearms license um uh you know a prohibition order against him so he was subsequently searched while searching the driver police located a red line escort radar detector concealed in the front of his underpants <laughs> so, <laughs> so this guy's in the cops and quickly shoved it down his undies and stood there with a big plastic bulge in his pants like nah never heard of any radar detector but boy am i packing some heat down here i mean that's a bit of a problem when you have a, a gap in your a, a spot in your car yeah yeah it's got a little so obvious. it's got a little radar detector a little this is where it goes with a little outline like a sign that says illegal radar goes <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. insert radar detector <laughs> so there's must be like uh yeah there must be a a lot of rev heads who go fuck this is like this is where i'm going to go and i'm just going to hoon around and uh, hope i don't get caught but if you're yeah. visiting bathurst you and you're a car it. head like of course you're going to go for a couple of laps and of course you're going to go slightly over the speed limit yeah right? yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. yeah fair enough yeah particularly coming down the hill yeah it's <laughs> but did you enjoy going to the race itself apart from uh apart from like the, the crowds are a bit too rowdy uh i mean it's cool because it's such a phenomenon but you're like you know unless you're really into it it's it's you get sick of it within get, a couple of hours. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I, I went up there because my brother uh, had these had a license for these stubby holders, um, and one of them was like a racing tire. So we were just trying to sell those mm -hmm. on top of the mountain, and so I'm like, stubby holders, get your stubby holders. And this bloke was just sitting in his armchair. All of them are wearing like you know blue Bond singlets and just drinking VBs and just. Um, <laughs> sitting there watching his cars go around and this guy was like yeah mate I'll get a stubby old and I came over and he goes why don't you just fuck off <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool alright I can't hear the cars over you you know it's like what the fuck are you doing uh, I, I have a video from Bathurst I think it was about 2015 that like is just the cringiest shit no. I think I've ever seen so is it Hamo selling a stubby old <laughs> <laughs> and Drew saying fuck off <laughs> it's it's the uh, it's an army band, mm. yeah, uh, doing a cover of "Killing in the Name of" by Rage Against the Machine, oh. while some police officers dance to it. Oh <laughs> man, so, yeah, man! Set your fucking set your face. And this is at Bathurst. <laughs> oh my god! Why are the cops? But it's like the, it's an anti-authority, like authority song. It's about song. police that kill fucking black people, and just the whitest they, dancing of all time. Oh well. my god! It's like I think they think it's like Conga or something. <laughs> it's so cops, bad. Cops just need to stop trying to be fucking cool. That so looks like every losers. content piece that they put on the social media oh, accounts for New South Wales Police. Yes, right? I hate that shit so it's much. Never oh my gonna god, solve some crimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did uh, do you 
Do you know if um it got back to any of the Rage Against the Machine members? Because I know, like, famously they comment when, like, their stuff gets used for, like, oh, yeah. right-wing yeah. political but stuff. I don't famously, know. But Zach like, Delarocca famously Blue Lives Matter guy. You know, like, <laughs> I'm sure he loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, oh, yeah, they would lose their fucking mind. But like, even t- the- Tom Morello's pretty vocal online and yeah. stuff about- But even the army, um, and- like, That's all, egregious it, enough, but then yes. the cops come in, you're like, totally, come totally, on, you totally. piece of shit. But I do think, like- Maybe in the not in the cops' defense, they probably are so stupid they don't even know what that song was. Oh, they think it's and a they just, karaoke song. <laughs> oh yeah, come on, let's get a limbo stick out here and uh, you know, like, whereas the army guys know what the fuck it was. Yeah, 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 unreal. Um, I I do have a bit of a profile. I don't know if this guy was, uh, he wouldn't have been actually because he's, it's a bit more recent. But he was uh, the mayor of Bathurst. From 2019, Bobby Burke. I don't know if you guys have heard of this God, bloke. Sounds like a regional town mayor, you <laughs> oh, know, Bobby. Burke. Absolutely. So this bloke, he was the manager of what, like a local op, uh, op shop. Um, <laughs> no, like you're qualified to be mayor. But <laughs> yeah. That's enough to get you on well, the ballot. I mean, like a little bit because he was like he worked at the council for I think two decades, but he was also just the local op shop guy. Everybody knows Bobby. Like he's the king of fucking of sure. Bathurst, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he out of that popularity he does become the mayor um and he's sort of everyone just it was like a article about him and one of the local journalism lecturers at the at the uni described him as like having a blokey kind of charm so he's one of these guys like mm-hmm. who i feel like we've covered in a lot of episodes there's always yeah, the blokey the man guy. who's just like hey you doing? A blokey kind of charm and then two paragraphs later it's like he blew four <laughs> times <over>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um he was described by the same guy as he's seen as an ordinary person but also a person committed to the community mm-hmm. so he's got that that going for him i will play another video if you can turn that up kirky this is um <laughs> this is him. It's a it's a thing from like Ko, like the sport um, app. Yep. And these two blokes, um, I guess they're they're doing like a, I don't know, like a meet and greet with the mayor of Bathurst, and, and it was something to do with this um, sport or whatever. So these two blokes come and meet him. Mm-hmm. You can already see Bobby Burke in this clip has got a guitar Ooh. out and a sidewards hat on. Yeah, oh my okay. God. But have a go at have a go at his entrance to these two blokes. Cards and Ed, strangely enough, uh, the, the mayor of Bathurst has thrown us a party. Bobby! That's a long way! Oh my god. <laughs> so he's singing Akadaka on his way, mate. Oh. I love Mount Panorama, right? Oh, look at that, mate, oh, eh? Give us a tune, Bobby. I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. Bobby! Bobby! Lisa! Bobby! That's Bobby, that's Bobby, man. Oh my god, what um, are these towns doing? I'm shocked I don't remember him because we spent a lot of time in op shops because they always do like bulk deals because they were making a fortune from the uni because every themed night would require people to go yeah, there and buy a new outfit. Of course, yeah. Right? So it used to be like you get a bag of stuff for like 20 bucks. Man, are you, man, there's every chance that you ran into him and just don't remember this fucking guy. Um, so August uh, 2019, right? So he's been mayor since 2019, but he's been in the council for two decades prior to that. In August 2019, I couldn't find much more detail on this, but he was caught on CCTV involved in an altercation at mm. a news agent's and charged with assault. Oh, but no. there was like, he, he he was cleared eventually, but like, I wish I could have found that video of him punching on with someone in a local <laughs> news agent. This is when he's mayor, by the way. Um, March, uh, March in 2020, this is where the story gets a little fucking kooky. Another local councillor named Jackie Rudge received a note in her letterbox. <laughs> Uh, and it, so it says, Jackie Rudge, BRC counsellor, people are aware of your mental health issues. This is not a shame and we recommend you stand down and seek professional help. 
Your last visit to mental health hospital has not achieved a solution. You need professional help, which is available and well-documented by many public and professional figures. Likewise, as a counsellor, there is an associated obligation to be fit and serve the people, and you aren't capable of this in your current mental state. Plus, it may well be contributing to your mental health issues. Written in confidence. However, if not acted on in the next seven days, this will be made public. Fucking hell. Regards, Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) So she gets this she gets this anonymous letter in her mailbox. But what is this this will be revealed as like she's crazy bitch, but what what is he saying? Well, so she had recently spent time in a mental health facility. That's what's coming out. She was trying to keep it secret, right? For obvious reasons, it's a personal thing. Her husband so she shows the note to her husband. He's like, what the fuck? He takes it straight down to the cop shop to report it. Not the op shop. Not the op, <laughs> <laughs> Not the op shop. Um, later that day, she had a bit of a change of heart and she went back down to the police station. So she's like, can I have that note back? Um, but the cops are like, sorry, the complaint's been lodged. We can't return it. We can give you a copy, but we can't, like it's an official complaint now. We can't return the, uh, the official letter. Um, so a few days later, she tries to sort of get out on the front foot and she told the local newspaper about the letter to sort of neutralise, you know, she wants she wants to be ahead of it, right? Um, about a month after she received the letter, she had not heard back from the police, so she rings them up for an update. Uh, there it says she was surprised to learn there was no active investigation into her complaint. Uh, after the officer on the phone made some inquiries, he explained to Miss Rudge the original letter had been shredded. So, oh. yeah. This goes straight to the top. Yeah, does. This yeah. does. So his, this is a quote from the article. His words were, you're not going to like what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> and I said, what is that? And he said, the evidence had been destroyed. Uh, it had been shredded, Miss Rudge told 7.30, like 7.30 report. 7.30 understands that police did not officially investigate the circumstances of the shredding. In an email, police told Miss Rudge a junior officer thought that she wanted the case dropped, so he destroyed the letter on her behalf. Uh, it meant the police investigation was suspended. Miss Rudge said she felt panicked after she learned about the shredding. Uh, that was a moment in time I thought to myself, what the hell is going on here? Right. Uh-huh. So it's, there's been some sort of pressure or like there's been a little bit of pressure to destroy or to just quash the investigation. I didn't know that the political conspiracies could happen in small <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, <laughs> one thing we've learned from doing this pod is that con- the political conspiracies only happen in small towns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy. Because that it's only in a small town that the mayor would be like, well, has that much power, yeah. With the fucking yeah, police. golfs just, with the... And just go, can you fucking shred that fucking yeah. thing? Or it's like, it was a solid. Yeah. Clover Moore, or it was not good at, like, it's it's more, yeah, it's more yeah. sophisticated corruption than yeah, just like, exactly. Just a bullying. A yeah, couple police. of knockabout blokes who yeah. play fucking it's not, beers on the it's weekend. It's not when you watch movies and it's like the White House and the president's yeah. involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's Bobby Burger. Well, yeah, it's Bobby Burger. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was a punk rocker. <laughs> Shut up, Bobby. Um, so, this, and mind you, this is still an anonymous letter. She has no reason to think that he, that the mayor's involved in any way, but she's like, what the fuck? going on the cops have shredded it anyway five months after she revealed to the local paper what happened she got a, f- a facebook messenger message from a stranger bloke she never met called chris hoser and he said you do not know me but i would like to meet you and talk about the blackmail letter you received i was asked to write your name on an envelope about two weeks before you got your letter so she's like okay who's this bloke um so this is chris hoser mr hoser it turns out uh was an employee at the op shop that B- Bobby Burke mm. <laughs> managed. 
it's yes. all coming together. Yeah. Also, and did he become unstuck because he asked someone else to write a name on an envelope? Yeah. Like, surely yeah. Would, you, you can do that yourself. Yeah, maybe he was trying to like not was, have a handwriting well, match. That's or right. He was trying oh. to hide his handwriting. So was, it a ty- was it a type print? Was it a printed it was a, letter? The, the letter was printed, but but he didn't know how to print on the address on an envelope. Yeah, he's fucking Bobby Bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. There's awesome quotes from this bloke as well. This Chris Hoser guy, like just a local fucking op shop worker. Um, so this is another quote from the article. In an interview, Mr. Hol- Mr. Hoser told 7.30 that Mr. Burke instructed him to write Miss Rudge's name and home address on an envelope in his handwriting. He said the mayor later drove him to a local mailbox and instructed him to post it. Uh, and uh, so this is a quote from uh, Chris. And then we picked up one of his mates and went for went to the pub for a few beers. He said. <laughs> uh, Mr. Hoser said that he did not know what the envelope contained and he did not ask Mr. Burke about its contents. Me being dumb, I didn't ask any more questions. He said it's something I had to do. I thought, righto. <laughs> <laughs> Which I fucking love. So, he, so yeah, Bobby's asked him to write this. That's uh, so much funnier in print. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I said, righto. I said, righto. <laughs> um, basically, so when this comes out, the, the local media and press start uh, asking questions, obviously. Um, Bobby's like, I can't comment because it's an ongoing investigation, but he did provide pl- uh, police with a statement saying uh, that he, Bobby said that he was given the letter by another person <laughs> and he had no idea what was and in it. I thought, it. right, no, I'm fucking, you know, like, they asked me to do it. Uh, but he otherwise backed Chris Hoser's account, but now it's like a, almost like a Chinese whispers thing. He's mm. like, I, we, we, mate, we're all just getting letters passed to us. So I don't know what's in it. Mm. Um, in, uh, it turned out later that the guy who actually gave him the letter, like that was true, but it was a local Bathurst businessman named Daryl Lay. Um, and he admitted to writing the letter. So it's all like, it's like local business boys and the mayor all together, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. brainstorming a letter about this p- poor woman's state of mental health facility. Um, so May of this year, 2023, he was found guilty of misconduct in public office. He'll be sentenced in September. Is Burke? This is Bobby Burke. Wow, right. So we'll, f- we'll find out what happens to him in September. Um, and he's still mayor. He didn't have to step down. Um, I don't know if he's still mayor, um, but like, the, the kind of the icing on the cake, the whole time I'm reading this is like the question sitting there like, well, why are you trying to blackmail mm-hmm. this woman? Like, what's the relationship there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I what mean. happened? She, so 2017, he was deputy mayor and she was included on his ticket as sort of his like number two. He's, she's the right hand man or right hand person to, mm-hmm. to Bobby. Great mates. Uh, 2019, he's elected. She's right there beside him. Almost like a chief of staff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is, a, this is a quote from the article. It says, However, since their election, the two have disagreed on a number of crucial local government issues. Miss Rudge says the main sore point for the pair was to do with her opposition to a multi-million dollar funding proposal for a go-kart track on Mount Panorama. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing's about a fucking go-kart track. <laughs> Follow the money, you know, like a teeth throats in the parking lot. Like, Follow the go-karts. <laughs> Whenever you see these stories in fiction, there's that, that kind of friction and disagreement. Like there's usually a murder, but like... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In the reality of it, you just get a letter in your mail like, you're crazy, everyone's yeah, going yeah, to yeah. find out. <laughs> you're a big loser. Yeah. Yeah. Prove the go-kart. <laughs> we all think you're dumb. You know? like, yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird. I, I've, I've, that's town. my favorite of the fucking local politics things. I think we've covered. Well, there was another criminal investigation that I was involved in. Oh, in here we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Follows you around, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, part two of my interaction with Viv. Oh uh, yeah, 
Yes. So all the other students came uh, back to uni this the week after O Week, and then we had like a big drinking session. You get to meet everyone, and like because I'd started uni later, I was like the same age as people that were in their second year, third yep. year, and a lot of the guys were guys that I grew up with back in Sydney. So suddenly I'm there with guys that uh, I'd known for years, and we were all boozing down in Bathurst um, at pubs down there. And I remember one night there was a night downtown, and we came back to Towers. And people would drink till whatever time in the morning. It was great because you're, you're in a co-ed dorm and, like, you're allowed to drink there. So it was just a recipe for a lot of fun. <laughs> and I remember I was sitting up on this balcony drinking with a lot of people. It must have been, like, two in the morning. And I walked down to this common area where it had a vending machine um, that was known colloquially as the fat box. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, so I went down to this common room. No one was there, um, which was pretty common. People would prefer to hang out on the balcony. So I went down to this room, and the fat box, the glass was completely broken, shattered, <laughs> and it was just a vending machine full of food. Oh, man. Yes. And I'm pissed. <laughs> and I'm like, this is jackpot. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've won the lottery. <laughs> so I just stuffed my jumper full of like chips and chocolate and anything I could. And I ran up to the balcony. I'm like, the fat box is open. <laughs> and within, like, within like a few minutes, the whole thing just got like shredded. Everyone took whatever they could. And then I woke up in the morning in my, my room with just like this pile of chips and chocolate all over my floor. And I was hung over like, oh my God, what have I done? And <laughs> So because I was already on a level one and I didn't want to get in any more trouble because it was literally my second week at uni, I told <laughs> the um, student advisor who was like in he the head of Towers, yep. uh, her name was Teeny. I said, hey, Teeny, look, just a heads up. Look, I found the vending machine smashed open. Uh, I took a bunch of food from it because it was broken open anyway. Um, I have it all. I haven't eaten any of it. I just want to own up because I don't want to get in trouble uh, anymore. I don't want, I'm already on a level one. If I get a level two, I'm kicked off campus. Mm -hmm. So she was like, Hammer, really appreciate the honesty. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll get back to you if um, anything needs to be done about it. <laughs> Weeks went past mm. and I, I slowly ate all the food. <laughs> 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 and then, so we went past. The food has gone mysteriously <laughs> missing. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not going anywhere. So then I eventually get a call from Teeny and she's like, you've been summoned to go see the head of residences. And so I go back to see Viv Horner <laughs> and oh, no. Teeny's there and her second in charge is a bloke named James Kelly, who was a legend. He always like for some reason stuck up with, stuck up for me the whole three years I was in Bathurst whenever I got in trouble. But um, I'm there chatting with them and she's like, so Andrew, we heard you smashed over the vending machine. And I'm like looking at Teeny, I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I told you what happened. <laughs> and they're like, is it that you, what were you doing in the room? And I said, I can't remember. And they said, well, were you hungry? Were you looking for a friend? And I was so pissed, I just genuinely didn't remember. And uh, James Kelly, who was sitting next to Viv, uh, laughs. And he goes, well, in his defence, if he had have actually smashed it open, he probably would have come up with a better reason by now than I don't remember why I was there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my own idiocy, idiocy ended up being my own, uh, my own best defence. And she goes to me, Hamo, are you a second year or a third year? And I go, I'm, I go, second I'm, a, week. I go, I'm a first year. She goes, well, why have I heard your name so much fucking much in two weeks? This is not normal. And so they were like, 
you're in charge of figuring out, finding out who who smashed open the vending machine, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like they wanted me to be in charge of the investigation. Yeah. I love this. Like they're turning you into a snitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they ended up getting, the cops came in and like fingerprinted the machine. And I'm like, well, I mean, what's that going to solve? Like everyone yeah. lived in towers and pressed the buttons <laughs> on the vending machine at some point. <laughs> I think that's not how you're going to solve it. Yeah, the guy who smashed it probably wasn't pressing E6 <laughs> as well. <laughs> you know, right. like. Testing it for gunshot residue. <laughs> like, well, it hasn't fired a weapon. <laughs> so there was a bunch of suspects, including one guy named Quirky, who lived down. Five minutes into this doco, you know, and you're like, oh, it's Quirky for sure. <laughs> So he was one of the suspects because he was a big guy. He lived downtown, but he was rumoured to have been seen walking around angry that night. <laughs> oh, man. So now Quirky's coming to so, become a sympathetic figure. Yeah. <laughs> so there was about 12 suspects uh, for this thing, and they never got close to solving it. And then at the end of the at the end of the year, they had for towers. They had a thing called Bruce Ball, which was like we'd all dress up in like shorts and like shirts, but Nazi um, regalia. And, yeah. and we wear ties, and like there'd be various awards, yeah. right, for who was the most popular and whatever. But there was a award every year for incident of the year. Okay. Mm. And so Quirky's got this one. The incident of the year. Hamo nominated six times. (laughs) 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 What would win incident of the year? But the fat box, right? So they gave the award to me and Quirky, right? So we had to go up and accept this award. And Quirky grabs the microphone, and there's hundreds of people there, and he goes, "Now they're all here. I'd finally like to get this off my chest." And I was just like, "Oh my god, he's going to fucking own up to it." And he goes. Hamo did it. I'm <laughs> 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 like, you fucker. <laughs> uh, did you ever find out who actually did I it? I did. Yes. Yeah. About, uh, about a year later, I was at some drunken Bathurst party and this small, like relatively unassuming guy came up to me and he's like, look, man, I need to tell you something. <laughs> and he's like, I was down in that common room that night and I was drunk and I just fucking was fucking around. I threw a chair um, and it just fucking, it hit the glass on the fucking fat box mm. and I freaked out and ran off. It's interesting. It's always the little fellas that are the biggest punishers. Isn't that right? <laughs> <laughs> and I must have been, he ran through one door as soon as it smashed and a minute later I've stumbled into this room oh, and found it smashed wow. open. So, so was he even, I assume he was not even on your list of suspects. Not on the list. Wow. No, never considered. So you have this list of suspects. You're, well, you're, you're, in, you're tempted a little to have your own investigation of who you think it is. I mean, there was no, yeah. Uh, as long as it didn't come back to me, and I knew I was innocent. Yeah. There wasn't any, mm-hmm. yeah. Jesus. Did you, did you ever did think you it was quirky? I, I thought it probably could have been quirky. There was a couple of guys, but... Um, when when he uh, I thought for a second when he when he th- I thought he was owning up and then he blamed me that he was mm. genuinely going to get it off his chest. Did I get a big laugh too when he did that? Such a big laugh, <laughs> a big pop. Uh, you know, and all I could sit, do is just stand and be like, "Fuck you, dude." Yeah, <laughs> oh, but yeah. yes. So incident of the year that first incident year of the I won year. it, even though I didn't. So you got it. in trouble twice in, in your first two weeks. Yeah. You stay out of trouble for the rest of the three years. I managed to keep getting into trouble, but like never like, <laughs> like a lot of times it was not like a, a smoking gun. There wasn't hard evidence that it was me. How many times so, did you end up seeing Viv in these situations? Um, well, Viv must have moved on because I did have to go see James Kelly a lot of times. And um, 
yeah, I'd always have these like really out there excuses for like what had happened and like how I was like I was more of a victim in it than anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, <it's> like, yeah, <laughs> it was like uh, uh, <laughs> there was a time someone's door apparently got kicked off the hinge and he'd heard that Hamo did it, and I'm like, well, I'm a scapegoat now. People like do things and they run off and just say that they're Hamo, and there's a guy <laughs> named Hamish, and there's another guy named that is also called Hamo. So like. <laughs> <laughs> Classic defense. It's unclear. It's and the so, other hammer. Yeah, some straight and, A student. And I had done Hamish. that one. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and he was like, and again, they were like, you've got to find out who did it. And I was like, well, this investigation <laughs> is not going to go anywhere. <laughs> Quirky, what size shoe are you? <laughs> Put the shoe on like OJ doesn't fit. <laughs> if the shoe don't fit. Uh, <laughs> oh, mate, you're a troublemaker. I didn't want to, because uh, were you a funny guy there as well? You're doing comedy now. You do, you weren't at the time, but was there or is there any comedy there? Did they ever do any any gigs? Or there was one comedy. I'm trying to remember who came to it. Uh, I think it was Sam Simmons and oh like someone God. else came and did okay. comedy at the uni bar. Right. Um, but none of us, none, like of the, none of the students. I did want to talk up. about a famous Australian com- comedian who's from Bathurst. Mm. Grew up, born, bred. Rodney Rude. Oh, oh, wow. there you the go. rude the dude, rude man. Yeah, no he grew up there. I think he re- he has retired now. He lives at, on the south coast. He though. does. He live on the south coast. I wasn't sure, but he he, he grew up there and and started there. But um, man, like he might be the funniest, just human. Uh, not like in terms of just like some of the stupid things, like. Just reading his Wikipedia, I I was dying laughing. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not so much the comedy; it's just everything else. Like I just love that. He, you know some of his characters you know yeah. like um bishop rude which is uh which is rodney rude with a toilet plunger on his head <laughs> like a bishop's hat you know what i mean um amazing harry muff shit. the diver where rodney would dress in a shirt below his waist and uh, belt around his knees and then half rude where have you guys seen half rude yeah it's where he's like, like puts the hands in the he's sort of like got he's bent himself at the knee so he's like a sort of like a, a little person and he's got a fabricated set of legs with a big foam massive ass on it like it's just yeah. this stupid character um and he has a his catchphrase you know what i hate proceeding with everyone responding <laughs> why do you hate rodney and then he'll do some bit but i was i was like fuck i gotta find something here so i'm just like and i looked at one of his albums and i'm like all right i'm just gonna read out a couple of the bit titles because it's yeah that's hard. so uh, these are some of his the t- title tracks of his uh, album um this is um for one of the tracks rude wears cock hat <laughs> Uh, what could that one, be about? KFC <laughs> killed my uncle. Uh, <laughs> soiled undies. Um, playing golf got hit between first and second hole. <laughs> so, so far up, yeah, you can only see my hat. <laughs> no, uh, another tra- tra- track 11, fart into Mike. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Um, that's good another track here. I may not be a wog, but I look like one. <laughs> <laughs> Humidity in Rude's ass crack, identical to India's climate. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Um, reasons servos keep toilets locked. It's so cleaners can't get in. <laughs> and number um, eleven. Why won't Rolf Harris just fuck off and die? Which is hey, uh, way before any of the allegations. Yeah. So that's Rodney Rude. Uh, Dude, I, I used to do a bit about the toilets being locked because they keeping the cleaners <laughs> out I didn't even know I was lifting it from you Rodney, are half yeah. rude <laughs> does, does he still gig is, was, was he no alive? he's retired he lives like on a farm down he made his money like Gerangong and he's just like a recluse and he's I don't know like he just had fan, he would just do like he had that sort of like 
semi off the off the radar circuit career, sort of like a Carl Barron has now, where it's like yeah, you're not, yeah. you know, just doing RSLs, just and, RSLs and, and he just made all his money and then just went, that's it, I'm done, and he just retired. I would just love to see Rodney Root in 2023 when they're all like, oh, you can't say anything anymore, <laughs> yeah. like just doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like some of it, like I'm sure there's a lot of crook stuff in there, but like it's not. There's like other. I think Kevin Bloody Wilson is like yeah, Kevin Bloody actually like crook like crook for the sake of crook where yeah. rodney is just like he's rude but it's not necessarily he was always the funnier one out funny of those, yeah. and less problem i reckon you could clean up his act and it would still be funny yeah whereas yeah, like sure there'd be nothing left but yeah a bit of a bit i remember of being at a macca's drive-thru with my cousins once I, th I think it's rodney rude who used to do a bit about mcdonald's and saying it like it tastes like mcshit <laughs> and, and my, my cousin's like seven i was like five and my auntie was dying because we're like she's trying to order and my cousin's little rats just leaning over going yeah i have 10 fucking mcnuggets that taste like mcshit <laughs> and my, oh, my auntie's dying his kids are like <laughs> the poor workers they're like what what do you want like yeah it tastes like mcshit oh, so <laughs> oh man so yeah, so have you been back since since your time? Only recently. It was about six yeah, weeks ago that Paddy I did G. a gig there, and it was fun to be back. Um, mm. I found myself a bit nostalgic, um, just hanging out there and going to pubs there. I mean, it's still an awesome place, mm. right? It's what was the gig you did? Was it the road show or something? Uh, yeah, it was just the Sydney Comedy Festival road show. Mm. Um, so it was at like the entertainment center there in Bathurst, and I had a good, great turnout, hot crowd. Nice. Um, but I did drive up to the uni just to have a look around and um some of the the roads that we used to the road like from the like main street up to like on campus up to where towers was had like 500 potholes like the the road was really derelict mm. um so i don't know whether there's still students going there or I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happened to, to towers, but um, I think I heard that it's it's dropped off a bit and people are studying more online now. Or right. um, yeah, it was know. a party. It, I, I seem like it 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 had a reputation for a bit of a party uni, right? Like, Absolutely. Yeah, and I loved it. It was so much fun. Mm. Uh, I made some lifelong friends there. Um, they had a, they got great degrees there. Uh, I mean, a lot of Sydney uh, Australia's top journalists. Um, went to Bathurst. Oh, right? um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of crime to report on, I guess, like following Hammer around, <laughs> yeah, cutting your teeth on on all your fucking shenanigans. There we go. Um, yeah, man. I love like that whole sort of area out west. Like Orange is my favorite of those kind of towns that are all like smattered about there. Yep. But it's like it's fucking awesome. Like it's it's such a good time out there. Every time you go, it's got its own little like contained little world yeah, yeah like, once yeah. they get to a certain size those towns that they've got a bit of a personality that, yeah totally. but not too big to sort of be yep. gross they, they rule yeah once i reckon gigs out there would be like even not like at some pub i reckon there would be like a fucking mm. unreal yep. there's a great gig in orange run by tom gleason's brother i done a couple of times mm. she'd get on to and like he just owns a cafe in orange and he, he puts it on it's like dinner and a show and he packs it out mm. Honestly, some of the hottest crowds you'll ever fucking the, see. Those people, those people who don't get comedy all the time, but they're you know, and then that's on. They, they turn up and they rule. They, yes. they are the best crowds. That um, happened same in Foster. I did recently. I don't think yep. they've ever done the Sydney Comedy Festival Roadshow there, and they there was like four hundred of them, and there was a lot of old people in the audience, and I thought they're going to hate me. One of the hottest crowds I've ever seen yeah, in my life. Yeah. They turn up in droves and they just, they're up for a laugh, aren't yep. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Absolutely. It's like that gig we did in Gosford where we're like, we were like, it was just wall to wall old people. And yeah. we're like, man, like, this could be a nightmare. And then you just saw them getting 
shit face. Yeah, like, yeah. Like these guys were doing Centurion with side. <laughs> as long as you didn't and walk like, up on stage with a fly on, yeah, 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 yeah. as um, You'd be someone right. did. Well, I want to ask you about this, Hammer, because this mm. will tie into our last two questions. Because we've mostly talked about the uni, but if someone said, "Hey, I'm coming up to Bathurst, and I need something to do morning, afternoon, and night," where do they go? Like, tell, take us around Bathurst. Where, where do you go apart from towers and so, kicking in the fat box? <laughs> A lot of guys that went to uni there that lived in Sydney would go back to Sydney every weekend, which yeah. I thought was not really cool. I mm. like to just have the full Bathurst experience yep. by spending – and it was a kind of a skeleton crew of dudes that would just hang out there every weekend. And so, I mean, what would we do? We'd go down to fucking Bathurst Panthers and put bets on the mm. fucking ho- on the horses and the doggies and get <laughs> pissed and lose yeah. money on the pokies. We'd go to um, Lawn Bowls. was always fun. Mm, beautiful. In Bathurst. Um We'd sometimes just come up with really dumb activities. Like we decided one day we were pissed doing lawn bowls. And we're like, we should have a fake bucks party. So then we like <laughs> rocked off for like who had to be the buck. <laughs> and then we like got a pub crawl. And we're like, it's this bucks party. People kept shouting sh- sh- me beers. <laughs> that actually rocks. Yeah, a couple of girls showed me their tits. And I was like, I should be going to get married. Yeah. <laughs> I might need to be faithful. <laughs> um, it's like, the, you know, when you sometimes if you're overseas or like not, you know, if you're overseas, but if you like, Say book a nice restaurant or a hotel or something, and you just you tell them it's your anniversary. Just yeah. to hope that they give you like a free yeah. fucking bottle of champagne. Yeah, or something. yeah you just time. do that every yeah. weekend. Oh, I'm yeah. getting Go to an expensive five star restaurant. Be like, it's my box party. Can I see your teeth? We did go to fucking Lone Star as a family. My brother. It was conveniently his birthday every single time because <laughs> <laughs> you got a free like a little Sunday, brownie right? thing, and then they would come and they would do the. Um, it's not the happy birthday song, but it's like their own version of that. Where yeah. like seven of the the waiters would have come over, like it's your birthday, da, 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 yeah. and my just like eight year old sitting like, oh my god, every three months we got to come in and do this ridiculous. <laughs> when, thing. L- when we were all in Hawaii uh, last year, yeah. me and Hannah went out for dinner one night, and we we said it was our anniversary, thinking like maybe we'll get a free cocktail up top or something. And I remember we were like we're trying to eat and we were like cutting it fine because i wanted to watch the raiders game so we're like i'm fucking what looking at the clock like classic damn, I, hawaii i, I want to get back <laughs> and watch classic the raiders. anniversary dinner <laughs> yeah but there was no cocktail like we we just finished and i'm sitting there going fuck it's five minutes we gotta run back to the hotel and then they're like happy anniversary and brought us like desserts and we're like uh, oh i was already full and uh, we had to like you can't just leave it so we had to like yeah. force this fucking chocolate cake down <laughs> and miss the fucking you poor man yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 oh shit i uh, love like just i spent a lot of time in pubs there right so yeah. there was just so many good pubs there one of the things that you don't get in sydney bars which they had in bathurst <laughs> and i think it's pretty common out west is a Bundaberg draft on tap. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bundy, yeah. Bundy, yeah. Bundy and Coke on tap. They had it at a pub in Newey and it was oh. unreal. Yeah. And that's what I spent a lot of time drinking. I remember there was a pub called the Waratah, which had a promotion, I think it was on Wednesday nights, where instead of um, buying food and getting a drink, it was buy a jug of Bundy draft and you get a free chicken schnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like heaven. So what I would do, we'd go there for dinner, I'd buy a jug of Bundy, I'd eat the schnitty, and then I'd I'd buy another jug because I was going to keep drinking. I'd get another schnitty, I'd cover (laughs) it with napkins, and I'd hide it under a couch somewhere because I knew we were going to be drinking there till 1am. I knew at some point later in the evening, I was going to get hungry. (laughs) 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 So, so, So... 
so you're like the guys burying the booze up at Mount Panorama. <laughs> <laughs> you're burying a fucking you're like, you're like, fucking Labrador no, burying like, bone no in the backyard. No wonder Viv's got your fucking number. <laughs> so I'd be going like at like one a.m. There'd be people playing pool, and I'd be like, "Excuse me, excuse me," and then I just kneel down and under this like table, I just like pull out a. Full schnitzel, and they'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I, can't can't I drink a lot of Bundy to get this. <laughs> oh um, my god, that's um, so funny! Christ. You just got me. You just made me remember one of the biggest things that uh, featured in Bathurst at uni was the the dining hall because they would feed you right, yeah. lunch mm. and dinner. And so you'd go there every day and you'd scan your uni student card, and they'd give you. There was usually a few different options. Now, the food was like. Not shit, but it wasn't amazing. But it was like, you know, sometimes there'd be pizzas and pastas. And, yep. and so you'd sit down on these tables with your tray of food. And the first two guys that would sit down would do scissors, paper, rock. <laughs> and the loser would have to clean up those two trays, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is just all you had to do was just stack them up and take them all the way down to the, um, to the end of the room where they would be processed for cleaning. Mm-hmm. So then the third guy would show up. And the loser of this rock off would do one with him. So... This would end up with 10 guys sitting on a table, right? So the last person to get to the table was usually the most unlucky because you've got a one in two chance. You've got a 50-50 chance of losing and have to cleaning up 10, 10 guys. So sometimes you'd rock up and you'd be like, oh, instead of sitting with these nine guys that I'm mates with, I'm just going to start a new table. <laughs> Better <laughs> on. <laughs> but, yeah, so sometimes you'd be sitting there and you'd see two guys do a rock, Seven times, stalemate. Seven, eight times, nine times. And by the time it gets up to about 15, like everyone's glued. Like, holy shit. <laughs> What's going to happen here? Yeah. Someone would eventually lose and have to clean up 10 trays full of food. But then every now and then, I wouldn't say this happened regularly. I'd say once every couple of months, two brave souls that have just lost an entire table would do a table versus table rock off. <laughs> wow, and right. when this happened... It was a tradition they always had to stand on their chair so everyone could see. So they'd just be like two guys standing on these che- chairs among like hundreds of people and the loser has to clean up 20 trays of food. <laughs> oh, Jesus rocks. Christ. Why well, your food's going cold? I mean, you know, it's just, you know. just absolute glory. So these well, are the kinds kind of things that you do to keep yeah. yourself entertained. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Someone has to clean your tray. You're like, and don't forget the one under the couch. That's yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere, just lifting up things just under this, under Vivian's skirt. Or um, uh, so the last question, uh, obviously you didn't grow up there, but like when all is said and done, you've made all the money from comedy and every, all your pursuits in the world. Is Bathurst a place you could see yourself settling down? Absolutely not. No? <laughs> not even with the Bundy on tap? Nah. Um, you've had your time. It was the glory years, I feel like. I think maybe when I'm older, it's just it's still a bit of a sleepy town. It's 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 mm-hmm. fun to visit, and I had a great time there when I was hanging out with like a whole bunch of twenty year olds, just getting booze every all the time. Yeah, I mean, if I went to retire there and still hang out and get pissed with a whole bunch of twenty year olds, it's going to be a bit problematic. Yeah. yeah. So uh, look, I think I I could definitely have a holiday house there and and spend like a lot of visits there, but I don't know. I I think I'd be going somewhere a bit more coastal. Yep. Yeah, mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Good answer. There we go. And lastly, do you have anything you want to plug, mate? Any shows coming up? Any um, social media stuff? Any other projects? Uh, I'll be doing a, a show for the Sydney Fringe Festival, uh, just a work in progress show. Yep. So if anyone wants to come to that, that'll be at the end of August, start of September. Uh, it's called 
and this is an exclusive for you guys. It's called Andrew Hamilton doesn't mention prison. Hey. Hey. There we go. I like that. That's scoop. <laughs> Love that. Awesome. And I'm what doing, about? I'm doing a show too, oh. by the way, at Fringe. Just let everyone know. September 14th. White supremacy. By Alex White. <laughs> Alex White does not mention uh, white power and supremacy. Um, yes, yeah, so I'll be plugging that. But what's the show called? Uh, it's called. Uh, we. Oh, I can't even remember. Hold on. You doing uh, solo? Yeah, 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 yeah. Possibly. It's called. We, I didn't even we, know this. This yeah, is a, this is a scoop as well. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I tell you guys. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called. We look stupid. Or don't we look stupid? And it's. Uh, Who's we? Uh, you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's called Jamie Kirk has a micro penis. Totally looks you really stupid. Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing a solo. So 14th in the 17th and the 18th. Hell yeah. Um, Check so that out. Yeah. Hammer, what about social media? Do you, where do we find you on there if we want to find tickets to your shows? Uh, Andrew Hamilton Comedy on Instagram or uh, Andrew Hammer on TikTok. Um, that's about it, I think. Excellent. Beautiful. You probably can see me laughing at my own jokes on Yamad TV. Ah, there we go. <laughs> and follow, obviously follow Hammer on social media and go check him out when he does his fringe show and check him out when you see him on the lineup. He's a very funny man. Uh, apart from that, thank you so much for coming on. Please Thanks, give Hammer. us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where we put the full episodes. Uh, follow us on social media. We love getting your messages on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and also, you can buy our shirts on the link in the Instagram bio. Again, it is winter. It is hoodie season. And they are <laughs> flying off the shelf. We got t-shirts? We got yeah, t-shirts. We got hoodies. We got mugs. How much t-shirts? I think 30 bucks. That's good value. That's yeah. Good. yeah, good right. quality too. Hamo certified. Good value. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, That's everybody. It. Thank Thanks, you, everybody. I'll see you guys in a year. Yeah. 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 See, see you again. Later, boys. See ya. Later, boys. See ya.